It's one thing to read about and discuss God's ways, and it's another to live by them. To follow Jesus is to live by God's ways, because that's what Jesus did. Living by God's ways can provide us a taste of God's goodness, humbling ourselves, trusting God, forgiving, having mercy, thinking and speaking the truth, being fair and impartial, having empathy and compassion, etc. As we increase with the spiritual growth formula, which I discussed in another series, we can increase our experiences with God. Here is how I began this process. I was 21 years old, I was broke, unemployable, and living with my parents. I didn't just want God, I needed God. I needed God to save me from myself because of my ways. I lived life based upon evil principles I learned in the world. I didn't understand my ways were destructive because it seemed normal. I didn't like it, but I accepted it as part of life. My life progressively got worse. I reached out for direction. Asking for help and accepting it was not easy. I wrestled with the idea in my mind. I went to a 12-step program for help. This was the beginning of living life based upon a new set of guidelines I did not understand. In the meetings, I witnessed others who had changed their ways. I was convinced there was something powerful going on and decided to find out. Some people say the 12 steps are not for people who want it, but for people who need it. When people face death, motivation and inspiration can be powerful. When I needed help, other options were not available. Saying I'll do it tomorrow was no longer a possibility because my ways could end up killing someone or myself. This kind of desperation can cause a person to be willing to go to any length for rescue or salvation. The 12 steps could be summed up as confession, self-examination, submission to God, repentance, restitution, service, prayer, meditation, and helping others. These take self-discipline, regular practice, time, and determination. These are spiritually wonderful actions to experience. The struggle to deny ourselves and the surrendering of who we are to become who God wants us to be is a daily part of the process. In fact, it can be a measure of our sacrifice. Little struggle probably means little correction, and little correction probably means little growth. We ought to be certain and clear in comparing how much of ourselves we could give to God and how much we actually are giving to God. Here are some questions to think about. How much of themselves did Abraham, David, Jesus, Paul, and other characters in the Bible give of themselves to serve God? How much are we giving of ourselves to serve God? What is one thing we are willing to do to increase our heart, mind, strength towards God today? Reliance, trust, dependency, obedience, and faith in God can reach a point that we seek diligently each day to do precisely what God desires. And to progress and grow toward this point will require much regular study, discussion, practice, reflection, and investigation with and about God. Every biblical character went through struggle, life and death kind of struggle. 
They accepted it as part of living with God. They hurt and experienced deep sorrow, but trusted God and had faith. We too, through struggle, can grow with God's character. It's really important to understand that deep love is a result of this process. It's best to work together to help each other through struggle, share what we learn, and process confusion for answers. We can ask for help and give help. Being there for others can help us just as much or sometimes even more than those we help. So when we let others help us, we can provide others the opportunity to share in the helping experience. I decided to follow God. I just didn't see any better ideas. I agreed to practice beginning my days with God. I added getting with God to my morning structure. Some people suggested to place my keys or wallet under my bed so that I have to get on my knees each day. I began praying each day when I got up and when I went to bed. I didn't do it perfectly, but I did remember God. Anyone can make this happen. if They are ready to be clay for the potter. We can begin and end our days with God. No excuses. We either serve and follow God in our thinking, or we don't. If what we are doing doesn't work, then we need to do something else. Either we make it happen, or we're not ready. It's normal to struggle and learn through trial and error. But those who are ready will make changes to make it happen. Change is not something we wait for to be done for us. We need to make it happen, and that requires determination. Matthew 7:14. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way, which leads to life, and there are few who find it. I was taught I needed to pray for God's help, to learn how to do God's will, and ask for strength. To carry it out. And I was taught to do this every day. I practiced the prayer of St. Francis, which I have recently learned isn't really from St. Francis, but whatever. You can find it under that name. Let's read this slowly together. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me bring love. Where there is offense, let me bring pardon. Where there is discord, let me bring union. Where there is error, let me bring truth. Where there is doubt, let me bring faith. Where there is despair, let me bring hope. Where there is darkness, let me bring light. Where there is sadness, let me bring joy. What I got out of this prayer is that I'm bringing something. And in order for me to bring anything, I need to first have it within my thinking. I need to be thinking about these things in order to bring it anywhere. And these things are peace, love, pardon, union, truth, faith, hope, light, joy. So if I'm not thinking about these things, I can't bring it. Now the prayer wraps up with, let me not seek as much to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand. So the point here is, I'm serving. I'm serving other people. And I need to have the mindset of that kind of action. This is a daily process. It's understandable to miss a few days here and there. Life happens and we all fall short. But we must evaluate ourselves honestly. 
to see that we are in fact improving. I was told to pray when I became angry or fearful, and I did. I prayed for God to help me with my anxieties. I prayed for help to see how to better do God's will in all my activities. Redirection from my normal thoughts and ideas to God's good became a regular event. I applied what I was instructed to do. I learned to speak the truth where I normally wouldn't. I gave myself over to trust God through new action that gave me a new identity. We must learn to examine how we perceive ourselves, others, and the world around us, even God. These perceptions affect our belief system and our faith. Each day we must redirect our perceptions toward God's truth. If all our mind is going to love God, then we need to see God's truth within our thinking and perceiving. We must grow new learning about God and how to incorporate God's will into our relationships. Humility and willingness are needed. We can learn a lot from others as they share their experiences with switching fear to faith, pride to humility, deception to truth, and selfish ambition to reliance upon God. I was told to get with others who were practicing these things and to serve in some capacity. A service commitment can teach us how to serve. One of the main instructions from Jesus was to serve. So we must serve if we are to follow Jesus. We can learn even more if we seek to serve as Jesus served. I was told to attend regularly, participate, be available, and to be honest. Isolation is a lot different than solitude. Jesus spent time in solitude for the purpose of getting with God to better serve others with God. And Jesus lived with people he taught. Many of us may begin attending groups for help and wanting to grow. We attend with the idea of improving ourselves. But in order to improve ourselves with God's goodness, we must shift this idea from selfish gains towards spiritual contributions. To learn God's goodness, we must give and help others. Giving good to others has always been God's ways. I became the guy that made coffee for the group. Since it was a big coffee urn, I needed to arrive 45 minutes early to make it. I was an introvert and did not trust people. It was a struggle to get myself to show up. This service position really helped. Just by being around early, I experienced kindness from strangers and developed new relationships. I had an opinion about the world that could not be challenged because I never positioned myself to experience new ideas or people. I never trusted strangers enough to witness good responses from them. I didn't give people a chance to care for me. Giving myself to service over a long period of time gave me new experiences. It helped me see my impatience and arrogance. I also grew because I was willing to see where I was wrong. Yet I needed to keep within my mind the idea that I was serving God as I helped others. I was not to expect nor want anything in return. My service was to be a gift because it was God's will. We can serve in different ways. Supply food or drinks, facilitate a meeting, help with setting up, cleaning, or greeting others with sincere compassion. Compliments, handshakes, friendly hugs, phone calls, meetups, emails, texting, 
and any other way to make encouraging connections can also help. We must remember to try to have the attitude of God's character. The point is that we ought to connect with the intent of bringing love in some capacity. God is love, and to grow in it, we must grow love in our thinking, feeling, and acting. The process is slow going, and much of the time growth occurs without any obvious signs. I was told by many people, don't leave before the miracle happens. Here are some simple signs toward growth. Showing up regularly. Sharing honestly. Serving the group. Confessing struggles and accepting guidance toward spiritual solutions. Practicing humility. Thinking less about ourselves, wants, preferences, etc. Giving and accepting help. Meeting outside of the meeting. Having fun together with laughter, having compassion, encouraging others, and providing hope. Working out differences through difficult conversations. Attending even when we don't want to attend. And finding the good in it. Everyone pitching in to help the group in their own way from their own heart. Each person feeling free to share their thoughts and feelings. When someone doesn't show up, they are contacted. Freely sharing of mistakes and corrections. Other people wanting to join the group because they see how people are different. Romans 5, 3-4 And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Tribulations, perseverance, character, and hope are produced as we pursue the development of God's goodness, as we give ourselves over each day as clay to the potter and do things differently, we can be changed. It's been 30 years of my journey so far, and there have been both good years with blessings and bad years with brokenness. The years with brokenness were when I sought more to serve myself than to serve God. So for me, what I have read in the Bible and in many testimonies I have heard, the evidence overwhelmingly supports the idea that the quality of my spiritual life is dependent upon how well I act with God's goodness, righteousness, and grace. Let's close today with Galatians 6.9. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Mm-hmm.